Green Glass Chin MMA podcast. Lots to talk about today. Big card coming up. I'm excited. I've been in the sun all day. I'm sunburnt. I'm tired. I don't care. I got my whiskey. I'm ready to have a night. Cole, <laughs> Noah, how are we doing? Doing good. Cheers, boys. Cheers. Cheers. Uh, we are coming back after a two-week hiatus. We did record an episode last week, but I listened back and the audio was so bad that I just decided not to post it because you couldn't even understand what we were saying. So we did do a podcast reacting to UFC 289 in Canada and talking about this week, but whatever. We're back and it's going to go better. It'll go smooth this week. Technical difficulties are fixed. Um, and yeah, here we go. Um, before we do it, special shout out to our own Noah Leeser, his mother, Pam, um, supplying all three of us with our very own glass chin MMA Yeti cups, along with a Minnesota local whiskey. So I got the Minnesota 14. I got the Minnesota 14 maple syrup flavored whiskey and it's very tasty i'm sipping on it right now cole what did you, what kind of whiskey did I you get, get? Um, cole, got, i have not i gotten mine yet so cole so, actually got a distilled in minnesota little round still boathouse bourbon straight bourbon whiskey 93 proof Tasty, Oof. tasty. Looks tasty, Cole. I can't wait for you to try it. And then my mom got me an Eagle Rare 10 year aged Kentucky Straight Bourbon Whiskey, and I'm sipping on it right now, and it is nice. We love that. So, yeah, we're sipping on it now, and the next time us three are going to be together watching the fights, so we are going to be sipping on it again. So, shout out to Pam. Thank you so much. You're incredible. Shout out, Pam. Um, and also, shout out to Cole's mom, Trisha, who now gets to listen to all three of us drink whiskey out of Yetis. Instead of no just dog, instead man. of just me. <laughs> You're all the Let's go. Um, but yeah, last weekend's card we didn't. So we actually didn't get to watch it live. This is probably the first UFC card I didn't watch live in. I can't even say oh, how wow. long. Uh, but we yeah, were at Josh, a, you've been grinding yeah. them. You've been watching like every single one. Every single one. But we were at a wedding for one of our good friends. Um, but I did look back. I was re- I read about the fights. I I, did, I watched the main event. Um, so I got to see some of those, see what was going on. Sounds like it was a pretty good event. There were some gnarly knockouts too. <laughs> I'm trying to, there was, did yeah. you guys see the video I sent the you? The highlights I watched on like Instagram and TikTok. Yeah, it was, well, the first one I want to talk about is Carlos Hernandez against Dennis Bondar. That's the one I sent you guys in our group chat when he elbowed that guy to death like seven times on when he was already unconscious. <laughs> Dude, literally hit him with seven elbows while he was, like, knocked out. That was insane. What is Keith Peterson doing? What? That Dude, if he would have hit him with a couple more, that dude would have had permanent drain bramage. He would have been a veggie forever. That was that nuts. That was brutal. There was a lot of finishes. Um, like, a lot, a lot. Um, and we can't, like, I can't count our picks that we made because we didn't, I couldn't post the podcast. But we did do well on the picks. I will say that. Um, you also saw one of the best elbows of the year. Manuel Torres hit Nicholas Mata. He had that step in, right elbow, right to the dome, put him unconscious, face plant. That was clean, dude. That was clean. It was awesome. Dude, people need to use that like long-range elbow more because mm-hmm. that's like tricky. You think a fist come in and then like sneak it up, short elbow. Yeah, huh. yeah that was nuts. 
Um, Pat Sabatini is back. He ran through Lucas Almeida. Wasn't even close. Um, made it look easy. What else we got? Oh, yeah. Um, we have Josh. Me being wrong about another prospect. CLD decided not to fight at all. No, don't. <laughs> um, and these prospects are just getting broken left yeah, and right. They are. I don't mean, it's not like he didn't get cracked or anything, but he got out kickboxed by a better kickboxer is basically what happened. I thought he was going to try to grapple more. He didn't. He was doing some showboaty shit. Didn't do anything. Armin Sarukian almost got knocked out. Did you guys see that? Yeah, he got clipped big time. Big time, big that time. That would have been an insane upset too, dude. Yeah, that would have been so he crazy. He got clipped, and then he decided to, that he was just better than this guy and just beat him. Yeah. Dude, some guys I feel like once they get clipped, they just like turn it on. Yeah. Like Ian Gary in his second to last fight yeah. when he got knocked down. He just turned it on after that. I saw the highlights and I watched part of that fight. After he got clipped, that fight was all Sarukian. Yeah. He made Joaquin Silva his bitch after that. Yeah. And he, you know, give that man a top five fight, but please, like, I don't know what else he's got to do. Like, it's, it's yeah, cool. he's Mike, kind of running through people. We need to talk about how Michael Chandler probably went from the money fight with Conor McGregor to now having to fight Armin Sarukian. So that sucks. Um, for us Iron for Mike fans. <laughs> um, but here we go. Marvin Vittori, Jared Cannonier did not go the way any of us expected. That is probably <laughs> the complete opposite of what I would have expected. Like, I feel like we've done that a couple times where us three like completely yeah. go unanimous on a guy and then it just we just get fooled. I really don't even know how this Dude, happened. if you would have told me this fight goes five rounds and Jared Cannonier one and outstroke outstruck Marvin by a landslide. I would have been like, well, we "You're crazy, didn't There's we?" No way. Say that, we kinda, say that one more time, Cole. Didn't we think it was going to go into decision? Yeah. Like, wasn't that what we were kind of thinking? I thought it was. Right. Gonna, I thought and it was going to be a decision. Yeah. Right. Yeah, I thought Marvin by decision. That's what I think I but, said. Yeah, one, that by Jared is just mad. Jared beat the piss out of him. Set the middleweight record for significant strikes. I think it was like two hundred forty-one or something. Like fifth, fifth or sixth most ever. Um, that was an all-time chin performance by Marvin Vittori. My God, I've never seen anything <laughs> like it. Oh my! And Jared, <laughs> does Marvin have the best chin in the game? Cannonier, he, he very well might. He cracks. Like he had that one like check right hook. I can't remember what round it was. Like third or fourth, and he just caught him clean. You saw Marvin's head snap. <laughs> he just didn't it didn't affect him. <laughs> like he doesn't even like wobble. Like you don't see his legs give out or anything. <laughs> no, dude, Paulo Costa cracked him like three times too, and he he like kept coming forward, and I'm like, oh my god. Yeah, nuts. Dude, uh, I saw like three strikes that Jared hit him with when I was just watching the highlights. I didn't watch the whole fight, and I I was just stunned. Mm-hmm. Marvin like gets hit and then steps forward. I'm like, yeah. you're a psychopath, man. Uh-huh. <laughs> So, I think, when you think about what's next, Marvin needs to take a little break. He needs to heal up a little bit, for sure. Um, yeah, give him, like, a shot, Strickland. Who's, uh, that'd be a weird fight. <laughs> that'd, be be an goofy, all, goofy that'd be fight. that'd be an all-time boring fight right there. <laughs> My God, would I not watch that. <laughs> that would for sure be a decision, dude. Yeah. 100%. 
I'm trying to think, like, who does Cannoneer fight? Because, like, he's not going to get a title shot with Izzy right away. I mean, he's fought twice since he lost. Nope. Alex Pereira moved up. He just fought Whitaker, it feels like, not long ago. Like, a year and a half ago, maybe. Um, yeah. And Whitaker's already got DDP. He just fought Vittori. Duplessis is taken up. Do you go Cannoneer Costa? If Costa beats Alaskarov, maybe? You probably have to. You maybe you either got do that because he just fought Sean Strickland. He just fought Derek Brunson. Like, who do you give him? Hamzat? <laughs> maybe a Hamzat. It, that division, we need – honestly, we need Hamzat to make that middleweight appearance because, like, with Robert Whitaker at the top there, it's it, like, absolutely just kills matchups yeah. that you can make. And, like, Cannoneer is super active, so good for him. But, like, I don't – like, I feel like – there's three tiers in that division. Izzy's tier one by himself. Whitaker's tier two by himself. And then you get to Cannoneer. Yeah. And, like, Cannoneer will be, is beating everybody else. But, like, he's not right. going to beat those two. I mean, and, like, maybe you could do a Cannoneer-Whitaker rematch. But, I mean, in that first performance, yeah. Cannoneer looked like a fish out yeah. of water against Bobby Knuckles. Yeah. I mean, like, Bobby Knuckles finished him. Yeah. No, he did. It almost finished him. He finished Brunson. I always yeah. get that mixed up. Yeah. Um, I'm like, maybe you go. So we're obviously making assumptions. Whitaker beats Duplessis. You go Whitaker, Izzy. Cannoneer's probably the backup for that. And But yeah. then you've got to give. It's got to be Cannoneer versus the winner of Costa Aliskarov for the next title shot or something like that. Mm. you got to do something like that. I feel but then like, what do you do with Robert Whitaker? Well, you, he's, you, he'd get the title shot after DDP, after Duplessis. Okay. Okay. I would. That's what I would. I mean, I think that's what I would do at least. Wow, that division's so messed up. It is. Cause I mean, that division's like the only one that has a true champ, and then like low key a second true champ yeah. that just can't beat the first one. Mm-hmm. Like. Oh, I agree. I agree. Um, I'm trying to think. It's tough because they can both clear out the whole division, and it's it's brutal. Um. So. That was that fight card. It seemed like an entertaining one. I wish I would have actually gotten to watch it because it seemed like it exceeded my expectations. Um, we also yeah. got – I mean, we talked about the fight announcements last week in the episode that we didn't get a post. Like this, We talked more about Sandhagen, Umar, Max, and uh, Korean Zombie, Cyril Gaon, Sergey Spivak. Um, Sahudo Chito Vera has verbally agreed. Yeah, dude. Why does That's that? Fun. Why is that fair? Sandhagen beats the piss out of Cheeto and gets number eleven, while Cheeto goes and gets number three. <laughs> yeah, it's not 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 fair at all. That's unfortunate. Because now this is so messed up. What happens if Umar beats Corey, and then what happens if Cheeto chins Cejudo? Yeah, that's just gonna throw a wrench in that division. Those cogs are gonna be stopped yeah. dead in their tracks. Um. So that's yeah. I don't know. Like. I don't know. <laughs> I just, it's like, it sounds like Cejudo might be injured, so we'll see if that fight actually happens. Um, but yeah, that's just, I thought that was weird. What else got announced? Oh, yeah, we got Chris Curtis is fighting Fluffy Hernandez. Yeah. Which Chris Curtis is apparently accepting a fight every other week now, it seems like. Um, yeah, apparently. I mean, yeah, dude gets cut in the eyebrow and throws the fight. Yeah. Um, but yeah, yeah that, that was the biggest performance ever. Let me fight. Let me fight. Three seconds ago, you said you can't see out of your eyeball and you have an eyebrow cut. Yeah. Chill out. You didn't want that smoke at all. God. Um, 
But yeah, so I don't think yeah, there's not really too many fight announcements to go through. But I do have something I'm um that I think all three of us are excited about and we all struggled about. Um, so last week we did we started a new thing last week where we used to pol- topology and we do we blind no one called blind rank their lists. And last week it was the 15 most entertaining fighters of all time. And obviously the episode in post, but all three of us had strong opinions on how bad that list was. Um, it included mm-hmm. names like Chris Lytle, Joe Lozon, um, just had some weird, weird rankings, weird names. So all three of us just decided. Joe to... Lozon <laughs> at four for the most yeah, oh, yeah, yeah, Joe Lozon was at four. <laughs> or, yeah. Which it sucks that we didn't get to post that because Cole won. Cole needed that W live on the podcast. No doubt. No. <laughs> Dude, he beat the pranks off you. Was it like 11 to 5 yeah, he or killed, something? he killed you. We tied yeah. into like the last three, I think. All right. So we are, we all made our own list. Or to our own top fives. And we're just going to walk through them one by one, kind of give our thoughts on everything. Um, they're going to be extremely biased because like... Did you say top five? 15, 15. Sorry if I said top oh, five. Okay. I meant top 15. Um, but uh, what, what I was going to say is like, for example, me, like I don't, I can't speak on how Cole and Noah made their list, but I was definitely very biased to fighters that I've watched throughout my UFC viewership. So like Fedor Emelianenko was very high on that last week's list, but I didn't include him because I, the only Fedor fights I've watched live have been since he was in Bellator and super old. So like, I have I, yeah. the ones the fighters I included are people mainly people that I've either gone back and watched a lot of their fights or people that have been fighting while I've been viewing the UFC on a weekly basis. How, what about you guys? How did you form? What went through your thought process while you're formulating your list? Um. Yeah. I kind of. I was the same way. I've just been watching it longer, so I have some old. I honestly only have like three old heads on here okay I was say, um, we have a couple so we're pretty much all in the same boat i think regarding that yeah and it also was like who i was most excited to watch and who put on bangers when i was excited to watch them mm-hmm. so my list is kind of all over the place it honestly like out of my top 15 this order could be absolutely rearranged every single time i look at it so i did my best literally I completely agree. literally as we're speaking i'm changing my list because i'm so indecisive yeah. um like the whole list could be a different order every single time i re-rank it so bear with me you know this is just yeah. what i had at the time all right so i think the best way to go about this is we just all give our 15 and then 14 all the way down to one because then we can react we can yeah. give some opinions i'm interested to see who we all included i'm interested to see who the sleepers were that some of us included that others didn't because there's so many names you can give, like, so many. Like, it's crazy. Like, I mean, you even have some of the goats. Like, I didn't, I didn't even include John Jones on my list. I didn't, he's not even on mine. <laughs> yeah, I, I, I can't say he's on mine. <laughs> I, I watched him in his prime when he was beating everybody, and every fight was just so exciting. Yeah. Even though they were one-sided, like, John doesn't have that one-hitter quitter, so, like, the fights were always so entertaining because mm-hmm. they were just scraps. Mm-hmm. All right. Cole, why don't you kick us off here, buddy? Who is your 15? I think, well, just like you said, you didn't have many old heads, but here is, geez, dude, I think it's like one of two old heads. I have Chuck Liddell at my number 15. Um, I think just consider. <laughs> I think these lists are going to, we're going to have a lot of deep breaths like that, but 
I mean, he's stuck in my 15 just because there are so many other fighters that I think, especially now, just the bias factor. And I think when I just see someone, I think they're way more exciting than like maybe what they actually are. Mm-hmm. So that's why Chuck's in my 15 is someone I need to have on the list. So I'll put him right there. Okay. I can say that I also have Chuck, just not at 15. <laughs> I also have Chuck, also not at 15. So. <laughs> Noah, who's your 15? I'm showing some love to the girlies. The only girly on my list, Amanda Nunez. Well, that absolute make, banger. That makes one of us with one girl on our list because I don't have <laughs> any. I'm sorry, that stretch she went on was absolutely electric, dude. Yeah. Beating Ronda Rousey's face in, head kicking, head kick Holly Holm, uh, destroying Chris Cyborg. Chick was on a war path mm. and was so exciting to watch every week. Interesting. And okay. she was a beast. No, I think we mentioned, I guess we, I mentioned it last week in the episode, then it get posted, talking about Nunez's retirement. That was one of the women's fighters that I was like excited to tune in to watch every week um, mm. when she fought, and now she's gone, which sucks. But yeah, she's awesome. She's awesome. I just didn't yeah. include her. I so I have a name that I'm just gonna go out and say it. I 99% sure neither of you have him on your list. Um, he's been in the UFC probably six, seven years, but he fights in the exact style that I like to watch. He's got excitement. He goes for crazy kicks and gets crazy finishes. Even when he loses, goes crazy. Like beat up Max Holloway, but also got beat up himself. Got the title fight coming up. I got Yair Rodriguez. Nice. Fun, fun fighter. <laughs> his, Wasn't on my list, but his I'm not going to switch kick for that against, I think it was at Andre Feely. I can't remember, but he had a switch kick against somebody that he, that a switch kick knockout, and it like it's just that kind of stuff. He's got that kind of Capiora style that I love. Like it's just exciting. Like I love him, he, and he's so goofy. Yeah, like he, he's so, so like unorthodox in the way he mm-hmm. strikes, where he's like a hard puzzle to crack for anybody. Yeah. My God, Max Holloway had to resort to grappling almost yeah. to beat him. Yeah. And I mean, like, Yair beat him probably two rounds out yeah, of the five. That, I so remember like, that fight. That was a fun fight. <laughs> so fun. So, um, so yeah, I have Yair. Yeah, he was cracking Holloway, but it's it's Max, yeah. man. He just stepped in there <laughs> yeah. and just hit back. Yeah. So I had Yair Rodriguez at my 15. So let's, let's move to 14, Cole. Who we got? This is where I put... The Korean zombie. Dude, and this is where I wasn't even going to put him on my list, but then I ended up putting him above Chuck, which I really don't have a lot of explanation for. Um, but, dude, I mean, it's just a guy that is not afraid to step into war, I guess. So, I mean, every time he fights, you know something crazy is going to happen. I respect it. You know, I do too. I didn't have him on my list, but I'm not going to hate on him for being on yours because that guy is actually not in a bad fight. He never has yeah. been in a bad fight. Every every fight he's in is an absolute just firefight. I just thought about him. He's the man. When Max coming up, like I guarantee yeah. that's going to be like 300 strikes between the two easy. Yeah, his his face is going to look like 75-25 ground beef by the end yeah. of the night. It's going to be fun. Dude, him and Yair Rodriguez is like a sneaky one of the best fights ever that nobody ever talks about. What fight? Say that one more time. TKZ versus Yair. Oh, yeah culminated by one of the best knockouts of all time so yeah i think yeah, part dipping of, yeah. backwards elbow i think part of the reason that i might not have had tkz is because a lot of the time as i was getting into weekly ufc viewing is when he was doing his south korean deployment so i did miss a lot of his fights like his earlier fights oh, when he yeah. fought eldo and he fought all those people so i did miss a lot of that 
Um, okay, uh, no, I do like that pick. I like it. Noah, what do you think? Who's your 14, buddy? My 14, um, I'm only putting him on here because some of the nastiest knockouts I've ever seen. And you have to hold your breath every time he's fighting because, I mean, the dude hits harder than anybody else on the plan on planet Earth. So I'm going to go Francis Ngannou. Whoa. Ooh, you did rock with him. Yeah, I don't, I, I mean, I've watched him so many times and you literally have to hold your breath while he's fighting. You literally have to be like, oh my God, what's going to happen? And that shit's exciting to me. So. I love it. Coming from the biggest Francis Ngannou um, enjoyer in the world, I didn't have him on my list even. But I respect I definitely yeah. thought about it. The only thing is I don't get as excited for heavyweight fights as I do like other weight classes just because I feel like that's kind of stuff's expected sometimes. But he was doing the unexpected with how he put people away. Yeah. But I respect it. Sending like them it. to the nether realm. One of probably the only person that has a case for this list that also has a case for the worst fight of all time with Derek Lewis. Yep. <laughs> so I like it. Yep. No, no, the worst fight of all time for sure. <laughs> all right. My 14. How many fights does he have in the UFC now? I think he's got four. Coming up on five, if our boy Conor McGregor hops back in USADA, I have Iron Mike. I got Michael Chandler. I get so excited watching him fight. Dude, I'm shocked he's that high on your list, honestly. Uh, he's, uh, he is so much lower on my list. No, Josh. I he believe. So no, hey, lower on let my me, list. can I give an explanation? <laughs> um, so, dude, he fought when he fought. He came in, knocked out Dan Hooker right away. Then he got Oliveira. So he's had five fights. He got Oliveira. That was one of the most exciting one and a half round fights you can have. Like that first round was incredible. And then you, then he went and fought Gaethje, I believe it was. And, oh, my God, nobody – what he was doing with – the way he was clowning Gaethje in the third round was incredible. And then – Oh, my God. If, if you go back to what he was doing in Bellator, him and Eddie Oliver, Alvarez have one of the better fights you'll ever see. Like – Yeah, that was a gangster fight. I am Michael Chandler, one of the most – because he's he could wrestle with anybody and he just refuses to. He just wants to go in and eat shots and give shots. I love it. He's so sick. <laughs> he is sick. He is I, sick. I Dude, even the fights like he lost in Bellator like were awesome. Like yeah. when he had the drop foot against what's his face. Yeah, that was a banger of a fight. Like he's see, he's way higher on my list. I haven't seen that dude in a boring fight yet. Oh, way higher on your list. I, okay, I thought you told me he was way lower on your list. I was like, or, oh, or, oh like, gotcha, gotcha. I awesome. guess, Oh no, he's like on my list. Gotcha, I, uh, gotcha. Okay, I th- okay. When you said that, I'm like, oh, okay, he's ha- he's hating on me right now. Okay, but no, 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 I like no, it. No. I like it. Okay, I'm so- hating on you because he's too low. Oh yeah, that's fair. The- I think the only reason I have him as low as he is is because I need I want him to put on some more fights in the UFC and more of that public national eye. Um, but I guess it's my yeah. You're right. I probably should have put him higher. We'll- but whatever. All right, Cole. What do you think? Thirteen, dude. I hate, this is kind of like you, Josh, not very many fights in the UFC at all. Someone that we probably don't like very much, but I feel like every time he steps in the octagon, it's probably going to be a knockout because he's probably the best kickboxer. I don't know in the world. Maybe Alex Pereira is who I have at number 13. <laughs> I like, no, I like <laughs> Alex. I like Alex. I think, I mean, <laughs> I think it's just that he was fighting Izzy, who I love. <laughs> Um, that, right. that was yeah, no, fair enough. 
I just realized after that I made a critical error with my lists and forgot somebody. <laughs> <laughs> I made a critical error. I'm gonna have to delete somebody. I'm deleting somebody here. Okay, sweet. But no, no but I think just yeah. things that he's done alone in the UFC, um, just kind of. I mean, think about themselves. it. He, I can't remember that European he fought right away, but he had that head kick. And then he, 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 put, on, his, then he put on that banger with Bruno Silva. And then he knocked yep. Sean Strickland out. Knocked Izzy yep. out. Got knocked out by Izzy, Izzy. In a, but yeah. still in a fun fight. Like That's what I was thinking. Yeah. I mean, even in that fight, he got knocked out and it was just fireworks the whole entire time. I mean, yeah. he had Izzy oh, yeah. against him again. Like, Dude, he's fun. And he's one of those people, like, if you have to hold your breath and just watch the screen at every right. moment because it can like, be every throw is just... It's mm-hmm. absurd. I like that pick. I like that pick, man. Oh, yeah. Big fan, big fan. No, who, who do we got at 13 for you? Okay, so I have to delete that person. Okay, I'm going to go with Vitor Belfort. Ooh. Vitor, okay. V man, baby. One of the, oh, Vitor in his prime was a goddamn gangster. I yeah. love Vitor Belfort. Yeah, TRT for... <laughs> Dude, TRT for I hate to say it, one of the best fighters of, of all time. That dude was so fast and so big, he looked like he was literally like cut out of stone. Yeah. And he hit hard and he swung fast. He was the man. I love it. No, I love that. I wish that he's one of the fighters where I regret not getting into UFC earlier, where I could have seen him when he was really kind of moving through the UFC. I barely even watched TRT Belfort. Like, I call it the end of the TRT days. Mm-hmm. Like those prime TRT days, like in the early 2000s, man. Oh, yeah. Ooh. Ooh. All right. My 13 is a guy who only has three fights in the UFC. But once again, Ooh. my kind of style. First two fights, he put two people out to sleep, including one of my favorite knockouts of all time. And then he won the belt and quite possibly... One either one or two best light heavyweight fights of all time. This is where I put Yuri Prohaska. Nice. I thought about putting him on my list because he's so exciting. His style is so fun. It's kill or be killed. He's got that samurai crap going on. Um, I've went back since I've become such a fan of him. I've went back and watched some of his, some of his fights and like Rise In and things like that. And they're fun. They're just as fun. Um, yeah. it was just a blast. And like him and Glover was such a crazy fight. Um, it I think, I think him against Pereira or him against Jamal Hill or whoever he ends up fighting in his comeback is going to be just as exciting. It's going to be somebody going to sleep. Like, yeah, I think it's, I just, and I, like I said, I'm a little biased. The guy, I love him. I love him more than anything right now. So, uh, but yeah, and he's exciting. Just his style is captivating. So I, Wanted to include him. That's a wild fighting style. Yeah. Like, nobody's the same as him. For, Dude, uh, him and Jamal Hill, I want that fight so, so yeah. bad. Just an unorthodox, crazy year. versus such a cool, calculated Jamal Hill. <laughs> That's going to be exciting yeah. as hell. It's going to be awesome. So that was that was 13, right? Yeah. Cool. Who do we got at 12? Yeah. This is so hard, dude, as we get down <laughs> to the bottom of this list. Um... I probably wouldn't have had this guy on my list, honestly, until his last fight, Charles Oliveira. I have him at number 12. Wow. He's way higher. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, wow. for me, like, obviously he's had a ton of fights and stuff, but I think 
he's that submission style from that's obviously super exciting and he's honestly i feel like gotten away from it a little bit like the later his careers get want or went on mm-hmm. i don't know i mean he's definitely got to be on my list but not in the top 10 for me okay interesting like uh, yeah okay um i feel like we'll be talking about charles Oliveira again so yeah i know you two are gonna have a lot to say <laughs> Uh, but yeah, he, 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 I'm, I'm just glad he's on your list because he's one of those people I would have been upset if one of us three didn't include him. Yeah, I mean, he's on arguably the most exciting run of all time right now. Yeah. If you take away that Islam fight, he's on such a crazy, exciting uh-huh. run. It's ridiculous. Mm-hmm. All right, Noah, who do we got for you at uh, 12? At 12, I got Jose Aldo. Okay. Ooh, really? Yeah, when that man was beating the world, everything was ex- exciting. I watched him in WEC, and then he transferred to the UFC and just still beat the brakes off of everybody alive. Y'all. And some of those fights were, I mean, they are pretty one-sided, but, like, they were still just so exciting because he was so good. Mm-hmm. Chad Mendez, Jose Aldo, too, is, like, in my top ten fights oh. of all time. That was such a banger. Oh, man. Jose, and, like, even after Connor knocked him out, he still came back and was a beast. Dropped the weight class and got into some awesome scraps, man. Oh, oh well, yeah, Jose. he for sure did. Him and, uh, yeah, him and, like, Max would piece him up every time they fought, but those were fun. Like, he was, I know, I was so going to say, I kind of got his ass kicked, but. So fun. Oh, yeah. I mean, Jose was still swinging back, and, I mean, God. He's still mad that he dropped down to Bantamweight and we still never got him and Dom, him and Dom Cruz. It's crazy that that never Such- happened. That's crazy, dude. <laughs> That's an all-time great fight you need to make happen. Like, mm. come on. All right. My number 12, RIP, rest in peace. But up there with Ngannou for heaviest hitters ever, knocking out people on every weight class, you name it. I got Rumble Johnson. Nice. Oh! <laughs> oh, that's such a good pick. I didn't even think about Rumble, dude. Dude is an actual menace. He was my guy. I got UFC 1 with my older brother, and he was my guy because Sam, my brother, showed me videos of him knocking people out, and I thought he was the coolest dude in the world. He sent dude, he knocked people senseless. <laughs> sent Daniel Cormier across the octagon with one punch. It was awesome. Um, like that dude, guy had... slept Alexander Gustafson. <laughs> like... His knockout oh. on, his, was it his uppercut against Glover Teixeira? Like, nobody puts Glover yeah. to sleep like that. <laughs> no, and he put a, he knocked him senseless. Oh, my gosh. Rumble was a beast. I couldn't leave oh. Rumble off because he's one of my all-time favorites. R.A.P. He started at welterweight. Mm-hmm. He started his UFC career at welterweight. Joe Rogan tells a story about how he saw him when he was going from welterweight to middleweight. And he's like, Anthony... How much do you weigh right now? <laughs> but this is like before he made his announcement to go to middleweight. And he's like, uh, 230. <laughs> That's <laughs> like crazy. That dude used to fight at welter weight. What? That's crazy. Like, that guy was, I don't know. He was just, he's a killer. And I loved it. Because he was all swing and bang, like boxing. Like, it was just, I'm yeah. going to land a hook on you and you're going to, like, I loved it. Dude, right. he's one of the craziest knockout artists ever. That dude was... Oh, 100%. 100%. All right, so that was number 12. Cole, who do we got at 11? So I have like 20 names on this list. I'm so pissed right now <laughs> after I just found my number 11. And you guys are probably going to be just as pissed. I have 
freaking Dustin Poirier at number 11 here. Um, I don't. I think you guys probably don't even have this guy on your list, honestly. I, I don't because I dislike him. Um, I dislike he him absolutely is deserving of the top 15 most excited say, fighters. I mean, I'm just thinking, like, his last fight alone, or not, I guess, or yeah, it was his last fight against Michael Chandler, right? Mm-hmm. I mean, that was absolutely insane. But then, obviously, he has the t- the beat against Connor. I mean, that was unreal. At the time, that was probably the biggest fight, what, like, ever, when him and Connor were... Connor's comeback, wasn't it? It was one of them, um, yeah. Um, right, he's had 10 of them by now, but... Yeah, I don't have him on my list because I hate him, but... Same. I can see a case for him. I hate to have him over Charles. I <laughs> yeah. wish I just... I wish I didn't have uh, I don't know. I only don't have him on this list because I hate him because... Every McGregor fight was good. He fought Holloway twice, which were bangers. Him and his Dan Hooker fight was one of the craziest fights I've ever seen. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, Michael Chandler, banger of a fight. Uh, Eddie Alvarez when he got oh, knee yeah. in the face. Yeah. Banger of a fight. I oh, mean, oh, let's I mean, not forget. He lost, he lost let's not Charles actually. Yeah. Late, yeah. But that was a good fight. Let's not forget him getting absolutely put to sleep by Michael Johnson. Can't forget that. I have to bring that up every time I talk about Dustin Poirier. Yeah, I hate him. Michael Johnson actually shut his lights off completely. Completely. Stiff body too. <laughs> yeah. Nuts. Uh, Noah, who's your eleven? See, I have to work in this fighter, and I forgot about my list, so I x one person. I'm gonna go with. I'm gonna go with Robbie Lawler. Holy shit! Interesting. Robbie Lawler. Oh, okay. That dude was so exciting and so fun to watch and just Oh yeah. He was awesome. I say I mean he has the best fight in UFC history. I say interesting because I'm bringing him up later as well. <laughs> All right, word word. Uh, Robbie Lawler is like the epitome of what you want yeah. to fight for. Oh, I just freaking lo- and I love just... him. I love him. Dude, the man. There's nothing colder than him getting cracked. The round ends and he spits his bloody cut lip shit out on the canvas and just stares at Cardi McDonald. Are you kidding me? It's yeah. one of the hardest moments ever. In no, okay, yeah, I said interesting because I that, like that. Just I associate him in my brain with excitement. Um, I might as well stay on the topic of fighters we don't like since Cole brought it up. But I did include. You guys would be proud of me, Justin Gaethje at number eleven. I included Ooh. him. Uh, I am. It's honestly high. I have him. I have him. I have him. So, so <laughs> I know. Much. I am. Re- I'm a renowned Justin Gaethje hater, but I do enjoy the fights he puts on, specifically the ones he loses. But I do enjoy his fights because they're entertaining. Like him and Michael Chandler, like I've already talked about, was awesome. I loved him and Olives. Like entertainment. That's what it is. Hundred percent. Like every time. All right, let's get to the top ten, Cole. Who do we got? This is where I put the best fighter in the world, John Jones, and I think that is why. Only honestly, the only reason why I have him that high is because he's the best fighter in the world. I mean, you have to watch him when he fights. Yeah. Like you can't skip that fight. So, um, yeah, Leeser pretty much said his resume already. So he brings eyes to TVs. That's what he does. For sure. Yep. There's nothing like watching a young John Jones run through all the legends at 20 years old. Yeah. It's the most insane thing I've ever seen. Mm-hmm. That's fair. I 100% I can't diss that pick at all. That's the one he was the one person I wish I like I was trying to find a spot for but I couldn't. Like he would have been 16 yeah. for me. All right, Noah, who do you got? 
I have Chuck Liddell. Did oh, cool. it was Cole that already said Chuck Liddell. Okay, <laughs> I was, <laughs> yeah, I was gonna say. Okay, gotcha. Chuck. And I would probably put him higher because that dude was so exciting, and he Loki was the face of UFC when it started blowing up. Mm-hmm. He just. Every fight he was in was exciting. God, though, he just got knocked out by some scrubs and lost to some scrubs. And, it, it like, his fights were always exciting still, but it just, like, hurts yeah. his... It was one of those... He was, like, the epitome of his chin got cracked. Like, it got broken, and it never came back. Like, it was I, the epitome like, of Like, if that. you lose to Keith Jardine and Rich Franklin, <laughs> and Rich Franklin is a really good fighter yeah. that we never talk about yeah, that's fair and then you get slept by rashad evans i'm just it hurts your stock okay let's be stock. fair though that rashad evans would have put 99 percent of the world's population to sleep like that that overhand he hit him with <laughs> my god that's one of the nastiest overheads <laughs> yeah. in, like ufc history yeah that was like the that was like the h-bomb basically it was a dan henderson h-bomb essentially all right yeah my number 10 mm-hmm is Nate Diaz. Not because he gets exciting knockouts or exciting subs or anything like that. It's just because he brings that celebrity kind of... He almost brings like a WWE factor to UFC, to the cage fighting. Um, Like one of my favorite UFC moments of all time is when he flips off Donald Cerrone across the cage before the last round and Cerrone's just staring at him. Like he's just entertaining. Like, like the Conor yeah. McGregor, you're taking everything I worked for, and then he went and choked out Conor McGregor. Like, okay, like what? Like, no, Nate Diaz is entertainment, yeah. like certified oh, he, entertainment. He, is. he he would have been close on my list. He didn't quite make it because he doesn't have that like pop yeah. factor. But nah, he's the definition of anyone, anywhere, anytime. I think I doesn't matter. I think he's I, the only person that weighs under 200 pounds. Where if you said go fight Francis Ngannou, he'd be like, Word. he asked Dana White for the Ngannou fight. <laughs> He'd do it. Yeah. He would do it. He would get it's, killed, but he'd do it's it. It's nuts. For sure. Um, I think he's uh, – I put him on the list not for the fight factor but more for his the antics and things like that. Like the media tour between him and McGregor when they're doing the interviews and shit like that. Like I still go back and watch those highlights. Like he's just hilarious. Um, Dude, he's so funny. But – yeah. When he's getting interviewed by that reporter and he's like, what the fuck is she even talking about? <laughs> what? what? What are these questions? Can you guys? Can, then she goes, "Can you guys count to ten for me?" And Connor goes, "Nate can only count to five. And Nate is so pissed. That was like the one thing that pissed him off. He's like, "Damn it!" <laughs> these shoes fucking suck. Like, up the rock shoes. God, he's so bad. That's why I included him. But yeah. All right, Cole. Who do you got at nine? Give me Anthony Pettis, dude. Oh. No, you can't tell me. You can't tell me. Showtime. How did you forget Showtime? Oh, no. (laughs) My list. I feel like Leezer, especially when we kind of got into it, like this this was the dude. He pretty much fought all of our favorite fighters, I think, at one point. Yeah, like the last like WEC card, he Showtime kicked Benson Henderson. Mm -hmm. Yeah. That's oh, so well, sick. Literally the knockout that got me into UFC. Anthony Pettis was my favorite fighter when I started UFC. And that was kind of when he started doing bad. 
and getting knocked, yeah. getting beat every, yeah, every fight. So his family, WEC champ, well, or lightweight UFC champ, and his brother Sergio. Yeah, Sergio's a stud. Sergio's a stud. Dude, just beat the brakes off a of pit bull. Yeah, he did. Good for yeah. him. No, yeah, Showtime's incredible. I'll get to, I'll get to Showtime still. I still got him too. Um, I'm shocked. No, I'm just in awe. You forgot Showtime. Yeah, that's tough. I should definitely <laughs> kick him off his list for like an, an Amanda Nunez. <laughs> yeah, for sure. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's tough. But whatever. Right. I'm, it was a hard list to put together. It is very hard, especially because we kind of did it on the spot. Um, yeah. Noah, who's your number nine? My number nine is Israel Adesanya. Really? surprises me actually yep it does I mean, that's some banger like if you take all his fights together i don't think he is the most exciting fighter in the world um i don't know his run and him just beating Pereira and the last Pereira fight were incredible oh yeah that i literally i literally was like i have to tune in to watch this man because it i, I just simply can't believe what's happening mm-hmm. like i i was shocked mm-hmm. like after kelvin gastelum pieced him up and he won that split he went on a war path and started snoozing the best people in the division easily. Mm-hmm. My God, it was incredible to watch. I didn't give him a shot in hell against Paulo Costa, and I don't think I've ever seen a more one-sided fight in my entire life. Really? True. I didn't. Not... That's crazy. You didn't have a shot against Paulo. I thought Paulo Costa was going to kick his head off his body, and I watched that fight, and my jaw was on the floor the whole time. I was like. This man is not one, two. He's three steps in front of this guy. This is, like, incredible. I was going to say, because he, obviously, him and Kelvin Gaston is one of the best fights ever. He knocked out Bobby yep. Knuckles, that which was, like, exciting, obviously. He did get the knockout on Apollo, but I just felt like he went on that little stretch with, like, Whitaker 2, Cannoneer, Vittori, where, like, he kind of got that boring label, and then Pereira came, and then he, I feel like that Pereira Pereira revamped him for me. That That first Pereira fight was awesome. That second Pereira fight was awesome. That second Pereira fight. He's must-watch television. Oh, yeah. That second Pereira fight might be one, it's one of my top five favorite UFC events I've ever, or, like, UFC moments I've ever been been able to take part in. I respect it. I respect it. I didn't include him, but I respect it. I'm not dissing it. Dude, I remember I was watching that at Basement Bar on my phone, and I saw Izzy get backed up. And I, I literally, like, walked off the dance floor, and I was like, oh, my God, Pereira's going to finish him against the cage right now. I put my phone down. I look up to Izzy, slip right hand, slip right hand, store him. And I just start screaming, looking at my phone, and everyone was like, what is this guy doing? Like, oh, I told you. this guy screaming about? I told you guys a story about when I saw that. I was at America's Got Talent Live in Las Vegas, Nevada. I got hit. my little brother punched me because I yelled there in the middle of the show because I screamed like it was insanity. Like, no, like I, I do respect the moments for sure. OK, my number nine. I'm not going to be surprised at all if he I don't I doubt he's on your list since he hasn't been said yet, but he's just one of my personal faves. Um, and he has had some insane knockouts. He's got one of my favorite up against the cage knockouts ever. And that is. Yoel Romero. I put Yoel on there. I know he's had some boring fights, but also him and Costa, I've gone on and on about it, is one of my favorite fights of all time that I've watched live. And when he hit that double uppercut on Luke Rockhold against the cage, that's the first time I thought someone was dead. Like, in the octagon. Like, I just love him. I love him to death. (laughs) 
<laughs> man, he was on my list. I gave him the boot for Izzy. Now I'm like, oh, man. <laughs> my list just got revised so much because he was on mine as well. He's also one of those fighters where he was in the UFC. Did he ever actually lose? Let's be honest. Oh, is that who you were talking you can to make about? A case. Yes, you could make a case <laughs> for him winning every single fight that he was in in the UFC. When did he actually lose? He lost splits to everyone. I mean, his Izzy fight, it was so boring. It could have gone yeah. either way, for okay, God's sake. I don't fair. really care. That's fair. Robert Whitaker, one and two. I had him winning two, I think. Was it one of I those? Mean, was was like, it, it was two that was the banger, right? They were both bangers, but two was the banger yeah. that Yoel actually, yeah. I thought, won. I just remember, like, but I mean, dude came into the UFC seven. at, like, 35 or 34. Like, he came in old. And he just started knocking everybody out. Like, I'm this Olympic wrestler. I'm not going to wrestle you. I have a thick neck, and you're not going to knock me out. <laughs> that yeah, kick he took, the, the kick he took from uh, Costa, he took a kick from Costa. He also took him from Whitaker, where they have that still, that picture of him. Like, his face is, like, just, you like, you can't see anything. It's nuts. Like, the kid guy doesn't get knocked out. It's crazy. But love him. Dude. The Whitaker 2 fight was insane because, like, Bobby would piece him up and, like, hit him with some stuff, and y'all would just come back, fire a right hand, and knock Bobby down. And he was like, what else can I do to get this guy out of here? Like, I just hit him with five flush shots to the face, and he's coming at me. The definition of a tree trunk for a neck right there. I love it. I love him. Dude, that that was one of the times I saw fear in Izzy's eyes is when Pasa, or when uh, y'all cracked him with the overhand right in round one. Bro. I don't know, like, the things that would go through my mind if I was locked in an octagon with someone like Yoel Romero. I can't even fathom that experience. Dude, he's like a living legend. Everyone, yeah. like, has so many stories of this guy. Uh-huh. Like, Robert Whitaker's like, I'd rather punch a tree trunk. <laughs> hitting his head is like hitting metal. <laughs> like, what? I love it. I love it. All right, we are at eight. Cole, who do we got at eight? This is where Josh kind of said i had him sort of close to you i guess but nate diaz is right oh you had nate at number eight um, okay he's definitely someone you can't yeah no that's why i said he's coming in on my list you're not the only one with him um okay yeah for your exact reasons i think interviews almost so long you can put this dude is like the most exciting <laughs> gotcha. fight i like in the it UFC. i like, like it every single fight he's got he's gonna have a moment so yeah i'm glad uh, I was, i'm glad i wasn't the only one I didn't. I missed you. He's saying that earlier. Okay, I appreciate no, I it. Have Dude, I I love the Diaz brothers. I I am Mister Two Hundred Nine in the building. They're like some of my favorite fighters of all time. <laughs> I just don't have them on my list. I, ugh, that's hard. Who's it? Who's eight for you, Noah? If Nick didn't get that BS marijuana charge and was out for five years, man, Nick would be on our list oh, yeah. for sure. Oh, 100%. That dude was so exciting. Number eight, Noah. Who do we got? I'm going to switch up my list last minute again. I'm going to go with Michael Chandler. Whoa. Yep. Oh, wow. (laughs) Yeah, I've never, I've, every time I've watched him fight, it's been one of the best fights I've ever seen. So, I, uh, I don't know. I have nothing else to say. Every single time he is in an absolute slugfest and he eats punches that I don't know how he eats. They're incredible. (laughs) I'm not gonna straight up not gonna hate on it. I love it. I love it. 
my number eight, this is where I put Chuck Liddell. So we don't have to talk about Chuck anymore, but this is where I put him. Yeah. All right, Cole, seven, who do you got? Nah, Chuck Liddell has probably my, my favorite flurry of all time against Tito oh. up against the cage. Yeah. Hit him with like a 14-piece a wombo combo and then sat him down <laughs> with the right hand that pierces guard. That shit was nice. It was. It was. Cole, who do you got at seven? I put Anderson Silva in my number seven. I'm assuming he's your guys' unanimous number one. Or no, what? he's not my number one. Um, he's not my one, but I'm just shocked. I'm th- that's why I said at the, like before I even started with my number 15, a lot of these guys are like if I recently watched them and I do think about it, like I think they probably do accept me a little more than Anderson Silva. Like, yeah, I can go back and watch YouTube clips and see the greatness out of them. But for me, why? As like all the live fights and stuff, I just couldn't really put them in my top number five. I mean, obviously he's my number seven, but I mean, you guys will hear my other answers. Oh so. yeah, I'm a, I'm I'll a, tell you one thing. I I, I don't have another. I don't think any of us will have this other legend on my list on our list. So let's hear it. That's just crazy that he's that. No, I don't have him. Oh, I just, I'm gonna bring it up after the pod. You don't have Anderson Silva. No, I have Anderson oh, Silva. Oh, I don't have another legend oh, okay. on my list. Okay, gotcha, which gotcha. Might be blasphemy for you guys. I don't know. We'll gotcha. See. I was just. I, it would have been blasphemy if you didn't have Silva on your list. But okay. So who do you, who do you got at seven? Hey, we'll see what I have. Silva. <laughs> seven. I have El Kukui, Tony Ferguson. Nice. He's he's a must have. He's a must have. Yeah, he. I honestly didn't like him for how strange of a fighter he was. But like, my God, that like four year tear he was on <laughs> yeah. was so exciting. He what? just cut people with knives, dude. His hands and his elbows are literally blades. It's <laughs> awesome. He slices people open. That viral picture of like. I just remember all those memes. Yeah. 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 Yes. Yeah. When it's like his last eight opponents or whatever, and like you can't even recognize them. Like it's his faces awesome. are unrecognizable. <laughs> it's what awesome. Um, my number seven. Man, him and Khabib oh. is just oh, oh yeah, so unfortunate that never happened. Oh, 100 percent, 100 percent. I still to this day I remember what I told you guys. Kind of when we started watching MMA together, I was an Ngannou guy and I was a Tony Ferguson guy, and I swore to you guys, I'm like, this guy can beat Khabib. I swore to you. <laughs> I still stand by it. Prime, prime Tony. <laughs> prime Tony. Prime Tony was a world beater, dude. People just folded <laughs> under that face and the violence yeah. of that man number seven for me i know you guys won't have him on your list he's one of my all-time faves but i just love the beatings he puts on people he doesn't finish them he just beats them to a bloody pulp and he also has viral moments such as uh teaching his opponent mid-fight how to defend his punches because he's beating them so bad um he's got i'm the best boxer in the ufc i got max holloway dude's I freaking love watching him fight. Like I love it. Yeah, he's, he's amazing. He's so bad. Like just, just the way he beats people. Like he doesn't like he doesn't have carry power. He just like beats them to a pulp. Like to the point of yeah. like I just hate that like being here. Like it's awesome. Dude, fighting that guy would suck so bad. Cause it's like I'm not gonna get knocked out. I'm just gonna endure hell for 25 minutes and it's gonna suck do you know how pissed i would have been 
being Kelvin Cater in like the fifth round. I'm like, this guy's just touching me, but I can't, I can't even, I can't grab, I can't see him even barely. Like I would be like, I've been punched 500 times. What is going on right now? Like that, I can't imagine what that felt like being a professional fighter. That just has to hurt your spirit so bad. Uh huh. Like, come on. Like I've been hit 400 29 times absurd uh, and then when he's like making you miss not looking at you come on yeah. come on that would just that would have broken God. me as like if i'm trying to punch this guy who's dodging my punches while talking to the commentary team like send me back to the locker room seriously like what's my point in being out here yeah yeah dude <laughs> That clip of Dana, who's like, "Don't let him shake his hand. Just get him out of there. We need to send him to the hospital. He <laughs> yeah. took too much damage." <laughs> like, All right, uh, we are at number six. Bad. Cole, who do we got at six? Leaser, we were pretty close. This is Rad Tony. Rad Tony Ferguson at my number six. Um, yeah, Josh, just that like famous clip that just with like his last eight or six yeah. opponents, whatever it was, just they're completely un- or unrecognizable. Yeah. So much damage done in all of his fights. It was just like, get these dudes out of here. <laughs> uh-huh. I think a thing that plays into Tony is his his character off. Like, he's just a weird character out of the cage, so too. Weird. He wears, like, sunglasses, yeah. like, yeah. lifting gloves, and a, carries a baseball to the <laughs> interviews. Like, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, he's such a weirdo, honestly. He is, he is. No, who's your six? My six is Max Holloway. Hmm. I thought I was going to be the only one with him. Okay. Nah, blessed, blessed, baby. Blessed is the man. I, I, like, he's one of my favorite fighters in the UFC right now. I love it. I'm AG, glad. Holloway, and Bobby Knuckles. I love it. I'm, gl- I'm glad that we were close on it, too. That's awesome. Great. Um. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, the Jose Aldo actually testing Jose and, like, beating him, not just knocking him out in one punch and getting lucky. Yeah. Max Holloway, man. Yeah. No, that's awesome. Um, Might be a shocker. We'll see. My number six is uh, Conor McGregor. That is where I have mm-hmm. Conor at number six. Obviously the biggest draw of all time. I'm sure we'll get to him with you two. Um, but, yeah, biggest driver. Fights are awesome. I feel like when you get this high on the list, you can mix and match whoever you want. So, um, honestly, the top twenty you can like low key yeah. mix and match. Yeah, like they're all, all, so exciting. I'll tune in. To, I mean, obviously, I'm going to tune yeah. in to any Connor fight. I definitely have some recency bias. I have some personal bias in the rest of my top five. But yeah, that's where I got Connor. All right, cool. We're to the top five. Cool. Yeah, and the, the hype he brings, the hype he brings is unmatched. I mean, when a Connor fight is happening, you're tuning in. Hundred percent, hundred percent. He's the man, dude. This is um, he's the Madonna of the '90s of the UFC. He's the man. He's just literally like I, the biggest I, thing. That was a <laughs> that was a simile that I did not expect tonight from you, Noah. Sometimes they just pop into my Conor brain. Conor McGregor is like the Madonna of the 90s. Interesting. I like it. Early 90s slash late 80s. Like a virgin Madonna. Yes, like a virgin Madonna. There yes. you go. That's okay. Better. Yeah. Okay. All right, Nicole, who do we got? 
I'm shocked I have Max Holloway ahead of all of you. You oh boy, let's go. This is this is rad, Max. Let's dude. go. Cole's a blessed, blessed stand. Bro, I mean he's so sick. Didn't he say for a whole training camp he like trained on the Wii or something? <laughs> dude, he didn't spar yeah. once before Kelsey Tater. <laughs> like, I don't know, he's definitely just a special dude and yeah, just I especially he literally was like, I get hit too much. I'm just going to not spar yeah. anymore. And he hasn't sparred since. For me being, okay, for me having Max Holloway the lowest out of us three, I feel the necessity, to bring, I feel the necessity yeah. to bring up that when Volk Max 2 happened, I didn't watch it with you guys, but I made a $5 bet with both of you, and I was the only one of us three that picked Max. I paid both of you $5 that night. Out of the two fighters, Max is way more exciting than Volk. Yeah. I mean, I know. No, I, three, three. It was it was Volk Max two, was, the one that I thought Max won, not the one Volk. Beat. No, because I I had Max that fight. Okay, okay. Well, I know I paid Cole. I know for a fact I paid Cole because he was drunk, snapping yeah. me all night, no. giving me shit. So I remember <laughs> it. <laughs> I had Max that night, and that that fight shows so much to Volk. Like, Max had a knockdown in round one and two and still ended up losing. That's just unfortunate. <laughs> That's just rough. All right. Who starts your top that five, Noah? My, soul. my top five, I'm going to start it with... I'm going to start it with John Jones. Excitement-wise, I just, like, through his career, I had him higher to start, but I'm going to have to put him at five because he's had some absolute snooze fests. Yeah. But, man, was his tear <laughs> exciting, man. Oh, my God, was it exciting. Uh. Rashad, Rampage, Leota, Shogun, Alexander, Gustafson, DC twice. Imagine Come being on. a young killer like that, like at 23, just being able to beat up literally the toughest human beings in the yeah. world. Dude's like, winning titles at no 23. No wonder why he got into so much trouble. Chill. God, he just went on a tear. Um, we are, yeah, we're 24. Rampage, dog. He oh, beat everyone. I was going to say Rampage. Yeah. Rampage hated him. But we're, yeah. Don, poke. John Jones is always said he was a bad John was doing that at 23. We're 24, sipping whiskey, talking about John Jones at 23. Yeah. <laughs> I think John Jones at like 14 years old could probably kill me. Well, yeah. Maybe, maybe younger. Are you kidding me? Maybe 12 year old. Me? Maybe 12 year old. Saying that Chandler Jones could beat his ass, his brother. Yeah, that's scary to think because Chandler no Jones is an, no. has been an All Pro outside linebacker forever. Like, imagine yeah. what he would have done if he yeah. hopped in the ring. Um, okay. My top five starts with Robbie Lawler. That's where I put Robbie. Yeah, I'm not going to hate you for that because Robbie Lawler is much wa must-watch television. I had that to. That guy I is to. amazing. He's one of the only, like, so-called, like, if you want to call him an old-timer, you can, but he's one of the guys that I did go back and watch numerous of his fights just because I knew how he fought and I knew how entertaining he was. Had to include him. Ruthless, dude. Cole, who do we got at four? One of my favorite oh. like moments ever is when him and McGregor were getting talked about. Oh, and he's gonna. Robbie's I'm, like, I'm he gonna, doesn't, he doesn't gonna want take, that fight. I'm gonna take his soul or whatever he said. Yeah, he goes, I'm gonna take his. I'm gonna take his soul. <laughs> and that everybody thought he was just like, like. Everyone thought he was like being cringy, just talking random, trying to be funny. But he was straight faced, like dead serious. <laughs> 
guy. Straight face, dead serious. <laughs> just chewing gum. He's just like, I'll take his soul. That's awesome. Yeah. Stares, stares into the camera. Getting oh. sick. Cole, who do we get it for? You mean Justin Gaethje, dude? Okay. He's my man. I do know. I, think, I mean. Yeah. I can't hate on it. I know both of you two are Gaethje stands. I'm not going to hate on that at all. Yeah, he's a better Robbie Lawler. He's violence personified. I'm going to not I, like that. I, mean, I don't like that comment at all. But um, I mean, <laughs> Sorry, he's still having his violence personified. <laughs> yeah, Cole hasn't but, said Robbie yet. <laughs> uh, but, but, fuck, shit. Uh, I do think like is like kind of on that way though like just yeah. that level of just like, yeah I'm going out on my shield. I mean, his yeah. hands are just like especially what was it when there was no crowd and when he faced Tony Ferguson like I don't think there was more of an unpleasant sound of Tony's face getting cracked like two hundred times. Yeah. I think do we not watch it together? I think we did. We yeah. did. That's the only fight I started feeling sad for a no, fight. No, like you almost had to look away because it was just the sound of that was like, the first. Yeah, that was the first time us three. That was I remember clear because it's the first time we watched a car together. Headlined by Gaethje yeah. and Ferguson, you had too. you had Cejudo, Dominic Cruz, you had Rosenstrike and Ganu. We watched all those together, That's and insane. I also thought it was going to be the first time I cried in front of you guys. <laughs> well, yeah because you were you love tony and that was really when tony kind of just went downhill i believe yeah i was I mean, he has a one of fight since after his yeah, massive streak yeah he has so. a one of fight since yeah Dude, i literally remember like uh tony winning round one and knocking down justin With and that... josh was all hyped and then round two came round three came <laughs> and then like round four i looked at josh and josh just shakes his head and goes there's oh. a yeah <laughs> Uh, is, yeah, there's yeah. not a worse feeling than watching your favorite one of your favorite fighters get beat up like that like especially yeah. like you just of course there's no fans you just hear every single punch Dude, it literally was like oh. crack crack justin steps back reloads <laughs> crack crack and we're just like oh my um, god it was insane yeah yeah all right next pick enough enough tony uh getting killed talk uh Noah, who's number four? My number four is Mr. Charlie Olives. Charles Oliveira. Let's go. Let's go, dude. Charles Oliveira is must-watch TV. He's the man. I mean, he's illuminated by God, like he says. He He's, he's <laughs> the sickest person ever. <laughs> he's a presence. He's awesome. He is a presence. He's... Dude, he has star power written all over his being. He's yeah. the man. I love that pick, Noah. I love it. I love it. He's, oh, man. My number four is Showtime Pettis. That's where I have Pettis. The athleticism, the dynamic striking, the Showtime kick, the fact that even when he was losing, he was putting on bangers. Him and Tony Ferguson is an awesome fight. Awesome fight. I, and he's, like I said, I've said it numerous times on this podcast, he's the reason I got an MMA. So I definitely bias to him. I have a love for that guy. Showtime Pettis is my number four. Yeah, he's the man. Top the three. Man. Top three. I'm trying to put I together in my head, like, who you guys have in your top three. I'm trying to kind of guess right now. Because I think you guys are going to be shocked at my top three. Maybe. We'll see. But uh, 
Mine's weird, bro. I'm not going to lie. <laughs> Cole, let's, let's, my, hear, let's hear your number three, buddy. My number three has lost more fights in the UFC than he's won. And that's Michael Chandler. Oh. Whoa. Number that's three. Five, baby. Wait, I thought you already said. I thought you both already said it. No, yeah, we did. I had Chandler at oh. fourteen, and the like. The, I I thought you guys. The reason I didn't put him higher is because I thought you guys were gonna make fun of me. Bro, yeah, no, I mean, dude. If you think of, he's lost more fights than he's won, yeah, and yeah. still think about the like he had a draw. He has a draw against Conor McGregor right now. That's probably not gonna happen, but. Yeah. If you can get something like that and you're two and three in the UFC, like you must yeah. be doing something different. He's electric. He's electric. He's so electric. And his he personality just stands is stands in there and eats punches. Yeah, his personality is just IQ as good too. Horrible. Yeah, his fight IQ might be the worst of all time. But, horrible, but I think yeah, that's what makes his, him sick. His initial post fight interview after uh after his Dan Hooker knockout, when he did that kind of America thing and then he started just Calling out like every, literally everybody, yeah. in electricity. Yeah. So sick. Yeah, yeah that guy can cut a promo. <laughs> yeah. I tell you what, that dude can cut a promo. <laughs> He's, uh, yeah, I love Michael. No, I love Cole. I love that pick. I love it. Seriously, dude, isn't his wife like a doctor? I'm not sure what she does. I know they adopt a lot of children. I know he's an awesome dad and everything. And the videos of him and his kids are really cute. I'm not sure what his wife does though. Dude, I'm pretty sure she's like a physician. Okay. Man, they got they have life by the balls. Good yeah. for them. Good I don't, for I don't them. know if you guys saw, but Michael Chandler got visited by Usadi yesterday, doing the most. I did. I did see that. The most Michael Chandler thing ever. He was doing a push-up contest with somebody on Instagram Live, and Usada walked <laughs> into his house. <laughs> it was awesome. Dude, he's a physical specimen. Yeah. I cannot believe that guy hasn't been popped. Holy smokes. <laughs> It is actually insane yeah. the way that man looks. Like, yeah, he's so. Yeah, I love Michael Chandler. I'm glad that us three can all find love in that same fighter right there. I love that. Yeah, he's the man. I love. You can't that. hate on him. He's a great guy, and yeah. his fights are just so entertaining. So entertaining. I love it. I love it. Noah, who's your number three? My number three is Conor McGregor. I figured I, it, I, I assumed you two were gonna have him pretty high. I I mean yeah we got I got to tune in. Me and Cole watched him against Chad Mendez and we watched him against Jose live. It was insane. It was insanity. Yeah. Madness. And we both had McGregor losing both of those fights. And yeah, yeah nope. Mm-mm. Oh, you guys had you guys both picked Mendez. I picked Mendez because that is. I mean, we just love him because of wrestling. Yeah. yeah. Oh yeah, and yeah, then yeah, I thought Jose was gonna just outschool him because he was a world Which, beater. I feel, I feel like that was a fair assumption to make, like a fair, like from a knowledgeable MMA yeah. fan. Like, dude, yeah. him against Mendez, that was such a close fight until yeah. Mendez was kicking his ass until yeah. the end of round one. Yeah, that fight was all Mendez. I respect. But then it. Connor got back to his feet and did Connor McGregor things. Yeah. So. yeah. The he's the legend of all legends in the UFC. Like. Yeah. Like nobody yeah, no he's the biggest star ever. I'm not gonna... When he's hot, pure pure fist. When Conor yeah. McGregor's in there and he's rolling and his fists are flying, there's no one better with just his hands. I stand by it. And in the zone, prime motivated McGregor, like everything like that, could have competed with the best of the best in the boxing world. Like he was that talented in boxing. Oh my god. Absolutely. 
Absolutely, dude. His boxing is the one of the crispest yeah. things I've seen. It's incredible. Like, the angles, yeah. the angles that he throws punches and just like his presence in there is crazy. My number three was Anderson Silva. This is where I put Silva. Oh. Love Anderson. Oh. Love Anderson. <laughs> I feel like he probably would have been higher if I got to tune into more of his prime Anderson Silva fights. Um, but obviously, I I would argue the best striker ever. Like everything, he's electric. He's awesome. He's a great dude. That's where I put Anderson Silva. I don't hate it at all. Top two. I have him too. Top two. Cole, who do you got? This is where I think I put the better version of Justin Gaethje, Robbie Lawler. And I think... (laughs) (laughs) And honestly, that Rory McDonald and Robbie Lawler just holds such a special spot in my heart, Mm -hmm. I think, where I just... It's the most violent fight of all time. Were you guys... um, Were you guys able... Did you guys watch that fight live? Yeah. You did? Can I, yeah. if I, if, if you remember, what was like, what was your, what was going through your head? What were you thinking yeah, watching that? There was this psychopath that was watching it. Like the whole entire bar was full and he kept, he stood up. He's like, let's go Robbie. Let's, he just, he was the only one. Everyone else was locked in. There's this random guy screaming at the top of his lungs, screaming, let's go Robbie. And obviously the nose is broken and the whole entire bar just erupts. It was the most electric atmosphere literally ever. I love like, that. Yeah, I was, love that. And it was like one of those fights that just united everybody. Like even if you weren't like an MMA fan, if you were there watching it, you were like, oh my yeah, you were tuning God. in. Like you knew you were watching something special type, type oh stuff. Oh my God, yeah. 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 I, I mean, me and Cole were like, my God, 16 or 17 yeah. sober. Like I remember the waitress like sat next to Cole because she thought he was cute and like, like I was like, "What are you drinking?" And he was like, uh, "Uh, I'm I'm 16." <laughs> I didn't take her up on the offer. Well, that's a good that's a good story right there. That's a good story. I just feel like and I feel like both Robbie and Rory are both super duper likable, which also added to it. Like you weren't directly cheering sure. against somebody. Like you're like, wow, these two are just both savages. Like. I love that. I love that, Rob. Well, I, we had a 2-2 going into round five. So we were like, this is going to be yeah. the make or break. This is going to be the make or break round. And Robbie just snatched his soul, yeah. took it, yeah. broke his nose, sat him down. That was it. No, I feel that. I, I That's awesome. I love it. Noel, who's your number two? My number two is Justin <clears throat> Gaethje. My boy, I... He's violence personified. I tune into every fight. He hasn't had a under 10 out of 10 fight ever. His Rafael Fazeev fight was the worst fight he's had. That fight was fun to like, watch, too. And that <laughs> was so much fun. Poor Fazeev, dude, honestly. When yeah. saying that Rafael Fazeev is his worst fight, that's incredible because that fight was exciting as hell. This is a random question for you guys as Gaethje fans. So he fought before the UFC, obviously, in those minor promotions. He fought that one guy that had one – I can't remember his name, but he has. He fought the UFC fighter with one arm. Have you guys seen that fight? Yeah, yeah. Wild fact about Justin Gaethje, he knocked out a dude with one arm in an MMA contest. <laughs> violence, bro. He doesn't care. <laughs> he is literally violence. That man just no, gets he in is, there. He is, he is. And that's why you guys should appre- that's why you guys should appreciate me, the known Gaethje hater, including him on my list at all. 
because I don't like them. True. <laughs> so I put them. But no, dude, at two, I get it. There's an interview, dude. There's an interview where they're like, Justin, why don't you wrestle? He goes, Well, I've already like wrestled, and I'm an all-American wrestler. And then when I started striking, I just I I like have always been able to knock people out. So I just want to go in there and knock people out. <laughs> I was like, that's, I guess, fair logic. <laughs> I mean. Mm-hmm. I, uh, yeah. Gechi is just, I don't know. He's got, he, has, he doesn't, yeah, he doesn't take people down. He's this incredible wrestler. I remember when people gave him a chance against Khabib because they're like, this guy can wrestle. <laughs> and then <No. laughs> Khabib, <laughs> I do remember. I'm not stop anything. Um, my number two is, this is where I put Tony. I got Tony Ferguson at number two. He'd be pretty high on your list. Just obviously personal bias, but I also think that Prime Tony is such an entertaining fighter. You're expecting blood, you're expecting war. But like Noah said, the top 20 here basically is a pick and choose. So. Yeah, yeah. Nah, Prime Tony was awesome. He was the man. So I, I know who both like of your number ones are. I know who both of your number ones are. Okay. Let's hear it, Cole. Who's your number one? Save for everybody. Conor McGregor. Yep. Had to put him at my number one. Biggest draw in the UFC ever. Yeah. Fair. Fair. Respectable. Noah? His fights are fun, too. His fights are awesome. Oh, so fun. So fun. Noah, let's hear it. Number one. Anderson Silva. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Mm-hmm. Anderson Silva. Doesn't, Doesn't matter. Doesn't care. I don't... I literally... He went on, like, a... 15 fight UFC yeah. tear and in those 15 <laughs> fights I think he had one decision yeah he had the one fight against was it Damian Maya that was kind of criticized for being boring and then he just basically did everything like he was every single other fight was bangers do you guys know who my yeah. number one is I have no, I have no idea <laughs> I haven't been paying that much attention wait wait said. let's put a guest down yeah I want to hear Charles Oliveira Oh, fuck, Charles Oliveira for sure. He it is Charles Oliveira. Most finishes all time. The best career resurgence of all time. The guy yeah. can submit you. He can strike you. He's electric outside the cage. I love him. He's my yeah, guy. He's, I love him. <laughs> he's inevitable, dude. He is literally inevitable. That, like. I, like you said no earlier, I am illuminated by God is one of the hardest things anybody has ever said in the UFC. <laughs> So, so hard, dude. So hard. He's like walking out with his crew. I'm illuminated by God. I can't lose. He's insane, man. All right. Here we, so that's, if he he needs to beat Islam. Oh my God. Michael Chandler was gonna end that reign, though. You thought Michael Chandler when, was? When Michael Chandler knocked him down, oh, and he was yeah. literally just anchoring the back of his head, and Charles was literally <laughs> like, I thought. You could have almost called it, and then oh, you, I feel like you could have, but like I didn't. I'm glad they didn't because no, no, like, yeah, it's... Charles had a heavy, heck of a comeback. But... Oh yeah, dude. Uh, All right. Charles Oliveira is just oh, he's the man. Just I know this literally. I know this pod's running running quick, but I do have the next. I came up with a good name for it. It's um called the it's called Tapology Time. That's my new Josh's game corner. <laughs> no. I've been think I've been thinking of alliteration all morning, all morning, trying to figure out a good something good to put with typology. It's it's tough. Not many T words, um, but I have my list of fifteen. 
Um, and what we're going to do, we're going to blind rank it. You get two points for being exactly on. You get one point for being one off. Can you get, um, and yeah, do you guys both have capabilities to make a list of one to 15? Yeah. Here we go. We have the 15 men and women's combined best UFC strikers of all time. Okay. And we are going to go quick. I want to get your immediate first number that comes to your head, okay? So we're going to start. Yep. Cole, Cole's going to be first on the first one, and then Noah, and so on. We'll go back and forth. Cole's on a hot streak, basically running Noah up and down the road right now. Um, but here uh-huh. we go. We're going to start with Edson Barbosa. Ooh, interesting. Let's go. Ooh, number nine. Okay. I'm trying to go quick with it. I'm putting him at ten. Okay. I'm gonna write. I need to. I'm gonna write down your guys' list as well, so I can keep track. Okay. So we got Cole put Edson at nine. Noah put Edson at ten. Dustin Poye. Noah, where are you putting him? I'm putting him at eight. Okay, Cole. Ooh, I put him at number five. Okay. Piotr Jan. Cool. I put him at number 12. Okay. Noah? I'm going to put him at 14. Okay. Mirko Krokop. Oh. There's a name we don't talk about enough. That's not... <laughs> One of the meanest stare downs yeah. in the history. Noah, where do we got Mirko? I'm going to put old heads. I'm going to put Mirko at nine. See, I was kind of thinking the same thing, but he still didn't make my top ten. I put him at 11. Okay, I just want to be sure that I'm right here. So for Cole, I got Piotr Jan at 12. Yeah. I got Kurokop at 11. I got Edson at nine, and I got Poye at eight. Poye at five for me. Oh, I did switch those up, didn't I? Noah had him at eight. Yeah. Okay. Noah yeah. had him at eight. Okay. There we go. And then for Noah, I got you put Piotr at fourteen. Yep. You put um, Edson Barbosa at ten. You put Krokop at nine. And Justin yep. Poirier at eight. Mm-hmm. Okay. Perfect. So Cole, you're starting us off here. Where is Jose Aldo? Ooh. Seven. Seven, okay. Noah? Those leg kicks, dude, I don't know. I'm going to go... Six. Okay. All right, Noah, start us off here. Where is Max Holloway? Five. Okay. Cool. Number two. Two? Okay. Cool. Where is Alexander Volkanovsky? Weird. Oh, he's on the list. 13. 13, okay. Noah? I'm going to go 15. 13? 15. 15. Okay, gotcha. 
Okay, we got the one and only woman here for you, Noah. Valentina Shevchenko. Ooh, I'm going to go Valentina 11. Okay. Cool. Number 10, please. Number 10. Okay. So we got Cole here. Where do you want to put Steven Wonderboy Thompson? Damn. Give me number three for him. Okay. That karate, dude. Give me Wonderboy seven. Okay. All right, Noah, where do you want to put Anderson Silva? One. Okay. Cole? Yeah, I mean, dude, for those old head rankings you've got, I'm, <laughs> oh, we're going to have to put these both at number one. Damn uh, that, it. That's fair. That's fair. All right, no, Cole, where do you want to put Alex Pereira? Oh, number four. Four. Okay. Noah? I'm going to put him at 12. So Cole, if I'm I'm if I'm correct, your whole top five is filled out, right? It is, yeah. Okay. Dude, I don't I'm just like making this. no, I'm just making sure I'm right. Okay, Noah, start us off here. Where is John Jones? Fuck, I'm gonna put him at four. Okay. Cole? Hmm. I will put him at number Eight. Eight. Okay. Noah, you have number two and three available, correct? Yep. Okay. All right. Two and 13. Yep. Gotcha. I'm just making sure I'm filling this out right. Cole, start us off. Wait, wait, I missed one. Who do I have at 13? At 13? You don't have anybody at 13 on mine. Who do I have at three? At three, you don't have anybody. You have, on mine, you have two, three, and 13. Cole has yes, six, yes. 14, and 15. Does that sound I right? I have two and three penciled in already. Okay. Before I even heard the names. Where is, it's Noah's turn. Where is Connor McGregor? Fuck. <laughs> three. Okay. Cole? I don't like this game. Six. Cole. I should, I should, be, I should be playing the smarter, honestly. I should have put him. Okay, what? Where is Lyoto Machida? 14. Okay, Noah? 13. Last one, Cole's 15, Noah's 2. Can you guys take a wild guess at who this is? I already have Israel Adesanya penciled in It is two. Israel Adesanya. Fuck you. <laughs> I already have him penciled in. Don't even need to write it down. But as we know, for those listening, Tapology is a altogether worldwide rankings of people that make their own list, and it takes the best of the best that averages it out. But we do these rankings, these blind rankings, but we also give Noah and Cole an option to cha- make one flip-flop every single week. So, Cole, what flip-flop would you like to make, if any? Let me do McGregor and Max Holloway. So you want to bring McGregor no. from three? And you had yeah. Max Holloway at two? No, I had McGregor at six. Oh, yeah, you had McGregor at six and Max Holloway at two, correct? Yeah, I'll switch those two. Okay. That's going to that's gonna save you a point for sure. Okay. Noah, is there a flip-flop that you would like to make? There is not. I'm locking in because I oh. know I'm getting 
least points for my top three. He I is pulling. He's he's, he's pulling the coal here. The I'm not making any flip flops. Oh, I'm not snap. making a flip flop. <laughs> 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 I'm not All right. So number fifteen, Cole has Israel Adesanya. Uh, <laughs> number fifteen, Noah has Alexander Volkanovsky. The real number 15 is Valentina Shevchenko. So that is zeros all around. Damn it. Tough start, Cole. Tough start. So at 14, Cole has Leota Machida and Noah has Puterian. That is two points for Noah and zero for Cole. It's Puterian. Let's go. At 13, we got Cole with Alexander Volkanovsky. And we got Noah with Leota Machida. The correct answer is Alex Pereira. But we get one Ew. point for Cole because Alexander Volkanovsky is number 12. So Cole is one off. Noah did not get that one correct. Noah put Pereira at 12. Or, yeah, Noah put Pereira at 12, but Noah got one point for being one off. Number 11. Damn it. Cole has Mirko Krokop. Noah has Valentina. The correct answer is for zero points for both, Dustin Poirier. Oh, no. Do my list. And number 10, Cole has Valentina. And Noah has Edson Barbosa. And that is going to lead to a one point. For Noah, because he put Edson, but the answer is Leota Machida. Let's go, baby. And number nine, though, Cole comes back with two. Getting Edson Barbosa correct. Let's go. Damn it. That was the first one. Noah doesn't get anything. He put Mirko Krokop. Come on. And number eight, we got Cole put John Jones, and Noah put Dustin Poirier. The correct answer is John Jones. Oh, no! (laughs) I need these. I need these top ones. At number seven, we got Cole putting Jose Aldo and Noah putting Wonderboy. And you guys are both walking away with zero. The answer was Mirko Krokop at seven. Damn, he was that high, huh? Are we tied up right now, fours? Right now, Cole has five points and Noah has four points. Oh, no. <laughs> okay, so we're at number six. Cole put Max Holloway. Noah put Jose Aldo. Chalk up, one, chalk up one point for Cole because it's Wonderboy Thompson. No. <laughs> and one, Cole had Wonderboy at five. Yeah, Cole had Wonderboy there, but Wonderboy is actually the answer to five, which Noah got correct for two points. Oh, <laughs> so we got the top four. Number four, neither of you got a point for. Number four was Jose Aldo. Damn it. Wait, yeah, no, yeah, that's correct. That's correct. No, actually, Noah got one point for it. And then oh, I'm just going to save you the time. Noah got 3-2-1 right. It's Connor Izzy Silva. 
I had him penciled in before we started. I sent Josh yeah. a Snapchat. Yeah, he did. He actually did. <laughs> so that is tapology time this week. So we're going to start this new thing. We're I think we're going to we talked about it last week. I think we're going to start coming up with our list. We might not we're not going to do 15 every week. So next week us three might come up with our top 10 and just build off of the top strikers in case we change anything. We'll have a new tapology list next week. But Noah finally got back on the scoreboard. All right, finishing up quick. UFC ABC 5. I am more interested in the prelims than I am the main card. I'm going to be honest. Let me pull it up. I'm pulling it up right now. Some of my favorite prospects, young guys, are all fighting. And I know I haven't had the most success with prospects, but they're all exciting. So that's why I'm excited. The first fight of the night is Cedrique Dumas. SD Dumas, who I was so high on until he got beat up in his first fight. I don't care. I think he, I think the oh, nurse so got to him. Oh, down to the opener? Well, it's because the guy he was fighting, he was on the main card, but the guy he was fighting pulled out. That's what happened. Oh, okay. You got SD Dumas. You got Noah talked about this guy in one of the early podcasts for prospects, Tatsuro Taira, the undefeated flyweight mm-hmm. from uh, Japan. That guy is he's so good. good. He's so good. So good. He's super good. Guess who's next? Oh, yeah. It's our guy Jack Jenkins who breaks people's legs oh, with his cool, leg bro. kicks. Jack Jenkins. And he's, that's actually going to be sick. He's an underdog. Jamal Emmers. Yeah, he's an underdog. Oh, wait. Dude, I love mullet mustache. Leroy yeah. Jenkins. Oh, yeah. oh wait. Guess what? Guys, it's peak week. Trevor Peak is back. Standing Trevor hammer fist. Dude, his weird ass, <laughs> like, freaking whatever he does. I don't even know what kind of punch he was throwing in his last. The, the, undefeated, yes. the undefeated guy who doesn't care about gas tank, wrestling, jujitsu, or anything, but I'm going to knock you out. That's all he cares about. Against the debut, uh, what is that? Chepe. Oh, from hell. Chepe Marisco. Oh, wait, next fight, guys. We have the best haircut in the UFC, Zalga Zumagulov. That guy's awesome. He's actually electric. He's electric. He's actually electric, too, if you watch him fight. He's so fun to watch. And guess what, guys? I'm still going. Prelims. We have one of the most exciting women's fighters, Jillian Robertson, taking on Tabitha Ricci. Jillian Robertson just she breaks people's arms and puts them unconscious. She's awesome. Love her. I don't know either of these lightweights. Mateus Rebecki, Loic Rodzabov. But guess what? I've been reading tweets all week saying this is the prelim we need to watch. And I've just mentioned a bunch of prelims we need to watch. This is going to be awesome as well. Mm-hmm. Poland versus Tajikistan. Oh, guess what? Then we go to Randy Brown taking on Wellington Terman. I'm a Wellington Terman renowned hater. Hate that guy because he beat my guy Sam Elvey. I love smiling Sam Elvey and Wellington Terman beat him. Hate him. Um, but we got Randy Brown there. And then Neil Magny on the prelims of a fight night against Phil Dude, Rowe. Philip Rowe? Yeah. Like, Sign me up. Like, come on, guys. These prelims are awesome. 
Dude, this is fireworks. <laughs> this is a great fight I'm night. so excited to watch these prelims. I'm just going to be completely honest. But as always, you're three MMA experts here. UFC experts, honestly. Like, um, If John Anik, Daniel Cormier, and Phil Felder, and Joe Rogan, if they ever get tired, I feel like they might reach out to us after listening to our podcast. <laughs> Um, we deserve to be reached out to, to be honest. We yeah. would be electric on the mic. Let's be real. We don't need... Oh, the... I would absolutely... Oh, Let's be real. Be... We don't need the UFC, but Way the UFC come. needs us. That's how I That's how I talk, talk about it. That's how I view it, too. <laughs> Dana, where's the sponsorship? Come on. We're growing the company. <laughs> yeah. Give us a cut, baby. Give us a cut. <laughs> week by week, baby, for real. First fight of the main card. Let's make our picks. We got number 13, Brendan Ooh. Allen... Bruno Silva is so fun to watch. That guy swings and bangs. He fought Alex Pereira in his second UFC fight. He just loves to knock people out. He bloodies them up. Just a fun fight because Brandon Allen looked—he looked like a world beater in his last fight. Um, like it's that's going to be such a fun fight, dude. I see. That's the one I'm super excited for. That could be like fireworks. Let's. I'm gonna. I'll. I'll start with picks. I'm gonna pick Brandon Allen. I think Brandon Allen is a much better wrestler and grappler, obviously. I think that's how he's going to get to victory. Um, but I am taking Brandon Allen. But I do think Bruno Silva definitely has the potential to crack him because Bruno Silva does throw. I was kind of... I'm going to roll with you. I'm taking Brandon Allen, too. Yeah. I was going to go with Brandon Allen as well and just specifically for, like, the grappling wrestling. Hopefully yeah. he doesn't try to, like, um, make a point and try to strike with this guy because he probably will get knocked out. So. Brandon Allen looked good on the feet in his last... Like, I mean, he fought Muniz, who was also a really good grappler, but like, he looked good on the feet against Muniz and also dominated him on the ground. But like, yeah, he looked awesome. Next fight, we got David Onama against Gabriel Santos. David Onama. My memory I don't of David know. Onama. I don't know who either of these guys are. Seriously, David Onama, his last fight against Nate the Train Landwehr was so fun to watch. He was beating the piss out of that guy for two rounds and then gassed oh, that out. Was, that was Nate's last fight, the last win before yeah. his last he was one, getting right? He was beating the piss out of Nate the train, and then Onama gassed out. Um, and then you got Gabriel Santos, who arguably, yeah, a lot of people I think he that. a lot of people think he beat Lee Rowan Mar- Murphy at the last UFC London. Gabriel Santos is 10-1. and 1. People think he should be 11-0. I think they're both really fun to watch. I'm taking Gabriel Santos. I'm going to also take Gabriel Santos. Because I do remember that fight. Nate kind of drowned him in round two and three. Mm-hmm. I think Gabriel's going to wrestle fuck him. So, can we Gabe? All right. We're, hey, we're in agreement. Fight number three. We got former NFL player Austin Lane. Fun fact, Austin Lane This is gonna be fun. Austin Lane lost his first Dana White Contender Series fight by getting knocked out by Greg Hardy. But he came back and now he's back in. In the UFC this is his debut. Again, Justin Toff was not an easy guy to start against. Justin Toff was good. Like not like a world beater, but like Dude throws. Yeah. I think I'm taking Justin Toff here. Give me the Samoan. Give me Justin Todd. <laughs> <laughs> Cole? Oh, oh, 
I'm, yeah, I want Justin Toffa as well. It's going to be a knockout for sure. One of them's going to get put on the floor, but hopefully oh it's not Toffa. Now we got Amanda Hebos, Macy Barber, Coleman. So many other fights on this card could have been the Coleman, but they picked this one for some reason. And Phil Rove over this. Yeah. Um. I don't even really know who I want to pick. I'm gonna. I'll take Hebos. I'll take Barber. Give me Amanda. All right. So this main event is awesome. Probably the two hardest hitters in that featherweight division. You got 39-year-old. He's 38 or 39-year-old Josh Emmett against 26-year-old Ilya Tapuria, who's undefeated. Oh my God! Can they both hit you hard? It's. I feel like it's gonna be like. I think like I'm pretty confident. I know who will win, but I think it's gonna be so fun. <laughs> oh my God! Yeah, these guys have absolute dynamite in their right hand. <laughs> like I think it's gonna Gilliam be. So... Gets tested a little bit here. I think this. Oh, I think I wouldn't be surprised. I'm gonna be honest. I would makes it look easy. I don't think he. I don't think Ilya makes it look easy. I wouldn't be surprised if Ilya gets rocked even, because Ilya's shown his ability to get like his. Yeah, that's what I think. He's gone rocked he's, before. He's been hit. He's been. I hit. think he's gonna get rocked at least once. And like, Ilya has. I I listened to Morning Combat, which I've talked about on this podcast before. He's gone. He's been the shorter fighter in every single one of his UFC fights. Being shorter than Josh Emmett is tough at featherweight, and he's shorter than Josh Emmett. Shorter reach, everything. Josh Emmett throws fucking bombs. Nukes, I think it. Dude, I think missiles. I think Josh Emmett might catch him once and rock him. I seriously do think that. And as long as as long as Tapuria doesn't go to sleep, I'm gonna pick. I'm picking Tapuria to win because I think Tapuria is better. Like he's more versatile on the feet, and I feel like he is a better. He's a better grappler. Josh Emmett is a better wrestler, but I think Tapuria is a better mm-hmm. grappler. Um, I'm taking. I agree. I agree. I'm, I'm gonna take Ilya, but I think this fight. I think the odds are wild. Minus three twenty five for Ilya. I think is wild when you're fighting somebody that high, highly ranked that can throw that hard. I think. I just think the odds are a little messed up, but I am picking Ilya. Yeah, three twenty five is wild. I'm gonna take Ilya all day. This fight is absolutely gonna be a finish. Oh yeah, I think it's gonna be awesome. It's going to be sick. And I like Josh Emmett. Yeah, so, like, I do if too. Josh Emmett catches Ilya, fine. But I am an Ilya fanboy. I'm a believer. I'm a big believer. Cole, what do you think? I do not think Ilya will be champ of this division. I don't think he gets stopped yet. I think he beats Josh Emmett. He's going to get his. He'll get his belt fight, but I don't think Ilya will be a champ in this division like you guys Dude, it's yeah, crazy. You remember when Ilya and Patty were in the works? That would be so bad. Oh, that would be so bad. We might lose the life. Patty might might go out like, like in Patty. the octagon. Patty would not be okay. There we go. There is our UFC. Give me Ilya Topuria versus Patty and Josh Gordon at the same time. My God. Like... <laughs> There's UFC ABC 5. It is an awesome card. I'm super excited. Next week we got Sean, the return of uh, Sean Strickland against Abus Magomedov, the front kick man. 
Um, not the most insane card. The main, the co-main is fun. Demir Ismagulov and Grant Dawson, some lesser-known yeah. fighters, but it's fun. You got Max Payne Griffin, the Bond theme against Benoit Saint Denis. Somebody's getting knocked hey, out in that one. Give me the give me the Bond theme. Oh yeah. By oh Holland. yeah. And then next week is also the return of Kevin Lee. So that is. I was also gonna say Kevin Lee. But yeah. I'm oh, and we got Jordan Le- Jordan Levitt. And apparently the opener of the whole card is a ranked matchup at heavyweight between Alexander King Kong Robinov. He's opening the card, like the prelims, against Blagoy Ivanov. Okay. Oh, yeah, number 14, number 15. <laughs> yeah, what the hell? Hey, that's what it is. But, yeah. Hey, we will get our underdog posted this week on Instagram um, and, and TikTok as well. We're feeling hot. We're feeling good. We're feeling ready. Thanks for tuning in. It was a longer episode. We appreciate you. And we will talk to you next week. Peace out.